someone else has already said it best. This is the best, the best of them. The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. 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 Have you ever seen Point Break? No. Amazing bit in Point Break where they jump over fences. Is that not? That is where he's just robbed this bank. Keanu Reeves is chasing him through people's gardens. And he goes to shoot Swayze, but he can't because he loves him so much. And he's firing his gun up in the air. He's like, oh. Have you ever fired your gun up in the air and gone, ah? No, I have not ever fired my gun up in the air and gone, ah. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I have, I have twice. And welcome to Best of the Best podcast with myself, Connor Keyes, alongside me, Mr. Ronan. Bodie Mullen. <laughs> I forgot what you look like. Uh, there's been a there's been a break. There's been a, yeah, a break. I know in, we don't talk about our, about our uh, Well, it's never. It's, we're, we're, the joy of us is uh, uh, we're, we're omnipresent. Ooh, because we we don't. Like Jesus. <laughs> yes, we can creep up at any time. Mm. Um, the gorillas of podcast. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 both an O and a U. <laughs> yes. But we, uh, yeah, so we are back. Uh, apologies for any delay um, that may have been caused, but I'm here, Roni was baiting things, Fuck. and I was getting bait. Yeah, and so we, we if you uh, don't know any of the references, <laughs> you don't really fucking know us. So. Yeah, so forget about it. Uh, so yes, we're we're here today with the uh, the magnificent Point Break. Um, we heard a wee clip there from the start from Hot Fuzz, in case you're thinking it's the wrong film. Hi, what but, the fuck is uh, that? We, we just wanted to reference that because both me, myself and Ronan, have always dreamt of shooting a gun off and shouting, ah. Uh, who, I mean, who, who doesn't? Like, the After minute, that scene the in Point Break. Keanu Reeves is looking at Patrick Swayze's beautiful blue eyes <laughs> and he goes, I can't shoot him because I fucking love him, honey. <laughs> And then he fires her up in there. But also, as I referenced yesterday to my wife, we now know from CSI mm-hmm. that you're not meant to shoot into the air. No. Because it comes back down. It comes back again, yeah. It doesn't just keep going. <laughs> it can come back down and fucking eviscerate some poor fucker who's just cutting the grass. Or... <laughs> so don't do that. So apart from the irresponsibility of Keanu. And Very irresponsible. So, so uh, dangerous to other people. Uh, this 1991. Yeah. Uh, another 90s hit for ourselves. Mm. A massive, uh, I suppose you would call it, blockbuster at, at its time. Um, In a sense. It, it it sort of, even though it had milled about studios for a while, I believe, mm-hmm. there was a, a, somebody came up with the idea. Well, a guy, a guy who was literally about to go surfing and went, Jesus, there's a wild lot of surfers in California. <laughs> and everybody else went, mm-hmm. You yeah. know what else is a wild lot of in California? And they were like, what? Bank robberies. Bank robberies. The bank robbery went, What if, they were, what if yeah. they were both together and you went, Jesus, this is screenwriting one-on-one here, boy. How the fuck did you come up with all these uh, magic yeah. details? Uh, well, yeah, imagine if he's a surfer. You know people drive cars and all and they wear clothes? And uh, fuck, this guy's a genius. Like. If he's a surfer on the beach, uh, I can yeah. imagine maybe what made him made him thought uh, uh, his thoughts meander a bit. Uh, but yeah, so the, that idea then, that concept, obviously led to the, the script. I think there was an interview with the, the guy who... Uh, wrote the script yeah. and he was waiting tables. He yeah. was a waiter at the time. And yeah, all the like, typical Hollywood story. Yeah. Like, I mean, couldn't have been any better. But it was un- like, unbelievably at the start, 
Ridley Scott was going to direct this film. Ridley Scott was going to do it. They had sets built and everything. It was about, ready yeah. to rock, and he just gave it the nah, nah. Not don't, have the, don't have the stomach <laughs> for it. Just so doesn't make any sense. It lay in limbo for a while. We always talk about it on Best of the Best. Who was originally lined up to play the role of uh, Johnny Utah, which was the original name of the film. The original name of the film was Johnny Utah. <laughs> then it was Raiders on the Storm. Was it Raiders on but the Storm? But Raiders on the Storm right. was never commissioned as the song for the film. Right. Okay. So mm. why? Mm-hmm. And who went? Great idea. Yeah, like they had production stills and all done up, and the fucking back of the film chairs were done with Riders in the Storm ones, but nobody decided to option the song Riders in the Storm for the film. <laughs> you gotta, you know, maybe it was one of those, uh, you know, we're keeping this low key. We have to keep this like secret. Yeah, so no, we'll call it something no. else. <laughs> I don't, like. Stop. It wasn't even Keanu yet. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't really Keanu. Patrick Swayze, fair fucking dudes. Like Swayze was in, and Swayze was riding on the high of Ghost, which is that previous sweet, year. I Swayze know. was, you know, he was. It literally was a massive, massive hit, a global hit. And then he sort of, I think, initially was talked about for Johnny Utah. Well, but he only ever he said he only ever wanted to play Bodie. Well, let, let's get this out of the way at the very, very start. Patrick mm. Swayze is the star of this film. Oh. By a hundred million miles. Oh, hot, he's in it for baby. 29 minutes. Is that all he's in it for? He only appears in the 23rd minute. Yes, and you lit on. He's yeah. only in it for 29 minutes. But Patrick Swayze rules the fucking roost here. Like. Um, Patrick Swayze from 1987 to 1991. Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. Roadhouse. Ghost. Point Break. And Fuck with me if you want, but that is a four run that is... Virtually you, unachievable. You, yeah, yeah, you're not going to be. Like, you two of them that? are in my top fucking like, 20. Like, it's. I've just. Like, how many break. women are ovulating just by me saying those four films? <laughs> like. Roadhouse. Like, fuck me. Like, should probably, let's be honest, should have been done first before we do this. Well, but. Uh, we, we really have to get drunk. We need to get started. Yeah. Because it's going to be the gayest fucking episode <laughs> of all time. Like, we got to turn up the volume but on that one. Like. In this, he is in peak. He's fucking incredible. He, he, but to let his hair grow, he, he's bulked up a wee bit. He's he's just he's really hit the hit the mark with it and the look and the whole feel of it. But they were saying that he was like kind of very spiritual and very yeah, that's also the, physical as well because yeah. we've seen him in, in Roadhouse. Any fucking it's all dirty and all. Uh, him and Paul Newman. That's the two <laughs> I turned for. They're both dead, so it's okay. It's all right, now. but they're the two. Uh, another big thing about this then when it was in limbo then Charlie Sheen and Johnny Depp were the original ones yep. uh, lined up for Johnny Utah and um, that that limbo where the, the script wasn't going anywhere and all, all, all Jim Cameron and uh, the Mrs. Yeah. Catherine Bigelow that, up here that, I still can't I can't really justify the sort of criticism that Catherine Bigelow has got over her career because to me, it makes no fucking sense. Because if you've ever seen the film Near Dark, mm-hmm. she's an incredible director. She's amazing. And an yeah. unbelievably accomplished director. Mm-hmm. And for people to go, yeah, but, you know, her partner is James Cameron. So, yeah, she's going to no, be amazing. You're like, no, there's a no, bit, no, 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 no. There, there, there's something in this because it's... If you, if you if you haven't watched it in a while, when you go back to watch it, I mean, you, you've got all the elements. You've got the sort of the the if you want to call it the, the nature, mm-hmm. the, the the waves and all the, the surfing and the, uh, being a woman nature. But then you've got serious action, like, like proper good. No, like the, groundbreaking is, at the time. This action, is a quote. Like a, yeah. This is a quote from her when she's talking about something else completely different, but unbelievably, she actually manages to summarize this film mm-hmm. perfectly. So she's talking about there's like this uh, Hollywood decorative thing about Sam Peckinpah. Mm-hmm. And she's at it because okay. she's a big Sam Peckinpah fan. And if you ever watch Sam Peckinpah film, you know 
It's action. Yeah, all the way. Yeah. Flat to the fucking mat. Mm-hmm. Like, so she goes, this is a 2009 or this time. So she says, I love B-movies. There's a wildly chaotic rawness to them, and they're not self-important. Mm. That's my Rick. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. But that's the type of film she makes. Yeah. I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm saying it's more, it's smarter than most because you're using utilities that people don't use. If you make a foot chase more exciting than any action scene you've ever seen in a film, that's a really, really impossible talent yeah, to have. If, like, if, you're, if you're able to turn a foot chase into, into excitement as a car like, chase. Yes. It's, <laughs> that's it's, what it's, it's like. more exciting it's, than the fucking... Yeah. And she used the pogo cam, which yes, was used they were talking before. About like a, like, which is basically ultimately a... A selfie stick, yeah, as <laughs> you call it today. Yeah. But so you're bouncing with the movement of the runner. You've got a bit of an extension ahead of you and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it existed. People had used it before, mm-hmm. but nobody decided to use it over an elongated chase. Yeah, proper. Which is what it was. I mean, in my mind, it would have been built for. Yeah, but they used it for something else. Yeah. So she brings this the formation. Everybody goes, all oh, right, uh, who a woman? All oh, right. <laughs> but when I do it, it's going to be amazing. You're mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. She did it, and it was amazing. Uh, yeah. And she was only ever credited for something like that when she actually won the first female to win the Oscar for yeah. Best Director. Like. That was zero. Hurt Oh, Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. So we have uh, that element. I only find this out, and doing a bit of research for this, that it wasn't Swayze in the chase. No, it was a stunt guy. <laughs> he was, it was a stunt guy, so the whole foot chase. Yeah. Uh, Swayze never seen it until the, the premiere of the film. Except for the close-up. Uh, the, the close-up, close-up obviously, yeah, yeah. But his eyes, but I mean, the actual, all no. that run with that pogo thing. all, all that, the dude. And they, it took them a full day to do. He was in Australia or something. He was doing publicity for Ghost. Publicity for Ghost. And he broke four of his ribs <laughs> from surfing for this. So he was away in the He was gone, yeah. So uh, that's, yeah, I, I never I never knew that. I always just assumed he, he, he did the run along with Keanu. Uh, so then you have um, I never ran with Keanu <laughs> Catherine Bigelow then I mean she she brings a load of subtleties to this thing um, you know and that's uh, the without, surfing scenes in this film are better than any surfing footage yeah. I've ever seen in any film well we'll, we'll get to the surfing if we I suppose if, if you haven't seen this well obviously you wouldn't be listening to this if you haven't because that would be foolish uh, unbelievably <laughs> some people listen to this fucking shit and I haven't seen what we're talking about. Oh, no. We get some weird messages, bro. Uh, oh, no. Right, so thank fuck all the messages. <laughs> <going to you. laughs> so uh, the whole concept of this is, that, like we said, they're bank robbers with surfing. So you have then this uh, this sort of clash of two worlds. You've got the nature and the, mm-hmm. the free spirit of the surfers, and then you've got the real hard line brittle cream fucking hair suits of the FBI. Um, so Kenny Reeves plays Johnny Utah, who is... A uh, Quantico cat. A Quantico cat, who, um, what, ex-football player could have been, would have been, should have been. Uh, He's yeah. the boy. Uh, he is uh, partnered up with... <laughs> Angelo Pappas. Angelo Pappas. Let me, let me just state, me. I did say that Patrick Swayze is the masterpiece of this, but yeah. the fucking, the hidden there joker is. in the middle of all this... It's Mr. Gary Busey. Gary Busey. And, well, there's a couple of wee, no, maybe no. another wee nod. You. Yeah, Did you know another nod. Gary Busey used to be a drummer in the band with <laughs> oh, Willie Nelson? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Chris Christopherson and Leon Russell? Get the fuck I up. swear to fuck. <laughs> Busey's Busey like a fucking... unreal. So, uh, Pappas is basically seen as, I suppose in, in modern sense, he's seen as the conspiracy theorist of the FBI. In a way. Because he believes that these spit of robberies that are happening... Um, by four guys who mm-hmm. wear the masks or the rubber masks of ex-presidents. Mm-hmm. And so Pappas has this theory. 
Mm. Uh, everybody laughs at him, but Johnny Utah being so fresh and so clean. Blue flame, special. Ready to go. Um, he's ready to listen, and uh, Pappas is ready to tell him. This is it. The ex-presidents are surfers. 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 It's in our face. Look at the tan line on this guy. Oh, well, he must be a surfer. Well, yeah. So last year, Nixon scuffs the counter when he's going over. So there is a soil sample. Non-specific mud. Traces of asphalt. Traces of oil. Traces of sand. Carnuba wax. So I become a wax expert. Now, there's 80-some uses for this stuff. Something like 500 products. Candle wax, car wax, mustache wax. Could be anything. Guy's waxing his mustache at the beach. Gets sand in it. Takes it off with a shoe. Shoe scuffs the counter. Or would you just shut up? <laughs> just listen to me. Maybe you'll learn something. The lab gave us three possible matches. This is one of them. Sex wax. Yeah. You're not into kinky shit, are you, Angelo? <laughs> not yet. So this is there sort of trying to figure out who these guys are And in order to do so then they've come to the agreement Well with a bit of help from another great uh, bit actor in this A small part, John C. John McGinley? C. McGinley mm -hmm. One of the McGinleys uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who plays uh, Utah's boss I suppose in the FBI Very hard line, very straight And again one of the sort of groundbreaking scenes is their scene um, it's kind of like a monologue that he has at the start mm -hmm. which is a walk and talk yeah that we've talked about before in this yeah. um, Veep especially has mastered it after the West Wing and all that but in this is one of the very first ones where uh, in an interview he's talking about it saying that they did it 40 to 50 times that walk and talk that walk and talk the whole day it took that one scene because they didn't know what they were doing it hadn't been done before it was brand new mm -hmm. and like a light would go off or somebody would knock into a camera or yeah. somebody you know there was loads of different things going on the everything's, everything's going on everything has there's, to be done. A, there's a lot of fucking precision like. so there's a there's actually a, a, a segment of if you find the interview where he's talking about there's a segment where he had to say and because he said it 40 or 50 times in the 20th anniversary thing he recited it right away he really? was like, I haven't said them words in 20 years, but they're on, they're in my mouth. I can't get rid of them because uh, we did 40 or 50 yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. It's just green yeah. into you. Uh, but that whole walk and talk again, Catherine Bigelow, that adding that sort of groundbreaking in the sense that and it was in, just in doing a, something. And what everybody, everybody working on it, everybody just was a nothing for them. Yeah. And, but everybody working knew that the, what they were doing was completely different because they kept fucking up because there were so many mistakes. They didn't know how to do this where a camera is coming with the actors walking through a hole. And when you watch it now, it's so natural mm -hmm. because we also have seen so much of it now. Yeah. But at that time, we didn't. Oh, I remember. We talked about it on the here. But when I first seen this, that scene yeah. always stands out and I never knew why. And if you think about it, it's the same, you know, you're in the same, what, within 12 months of Goodfellas mm -hmm. with the long entrance and the long cam mm -hmm. shot and there, you know, there's a lot of inspiration if you wanted to go that way. But the level of detail she brings to this thing is, oh, is unbelievable. I absolutely adore Catherine Bigelow with, and I mean, I can't speak highly of Near Dark yeah. anymore. It's actually, to me, it's better than Lost Boys like. Ooh. It's fucking incredibly good. Bold statement from Mr. Very bold. Uh, so yes, we, we move and and so the whole idea then is the FBI have agreed that Johnny Utah will infiltrate the surfing community. Now here's one 
minor criticism for myself. Uh huh. If I, Ronald Mull, uh-huh, uh-huh. was an FBI agent uh-huh. and I was being tasked. Ex athlete. Ex coarse knee and everything, bad knee. Uh-huh. If I was being big, tasked. Big, big hurler. Big, big at the hurling. If I was being tasked <laughs> to go and infiltrate a gang mm-hmm. who we suspect of robbing banks all mm-hmm. around the California area over mm-hmm. the summer times. I wouldn't walk in and go, hi, my name's Ronan Mullen. <laughs> yeah. Just like Johnny Utah does. <laughs> I, somebody, and especially if they're all football fans and they yeah. knew I played football. <laughs> How the fuck am I going to get away with that? They basically... I'm they, never going to work on another yeah. case again. Because all the criminals know me now. Think about the name. Like, you may as well be called Joe Montana. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ronnie Vermana. Like. <laughs> no. No. So, yeah, there was a there was a few flaws in, few uh, flaw, in Johnny's approach. N- yeah, but again, he's been led by Papa. So I mean, Angelo's, <laughs> Angelo's going to do that shit. David for breakfast. <laughs> so we have uh, this sort of uh, gang, if you want to call it that, of uh-huh. surfers who uh, Johnny Utah then infiltrates through um, the magnificent Laurie Petty. Magnificent Laurie Petty. Who, again, I mean, this film broke all the sort of stereotypes. Um, and Catherine Bigelow obviously had a lot to do with that. But mm-hmm. um, everybody assumed then that this character would be the normal, cliched, long, blonde hair, beach, Pamela Anderson type thing at the time. Yep. Um, that that's the type of surfer girl that's going to do this. But to, to break that mold, they went, no, this is it. They, uh, they seen something on Laurie Petty and it works. Oh, magically. fuck, it works. Unbelievable. She turns up, basically just saves Keanu's life while he pretends to. Yeah. But you're under no illusion that from the minute they meet, mm-hmm. she's in love with him. Like. Yeah, absolutely. So, from the get-go, well, break it down, basic. Patrick Swayze isn't a villain, and he's a villain. Yeah. Keanu Reeves goes to the dark side, so he's not a hero. <laughs> Laurie Petty's just like a fucking angel floating through the middle. And she's just a good person. Yeah. So we're, who's good and bad? That, that is and the this whole film, what is thing, this? Yeah. It was my first time real, like properly going for the body. Yeah. Antihero. Yeah. The anti-hero we've talked about it in yeah, Sopranos yeah. and we've talked about it. And, and uh, probably one of my earliest memories of actually rooting for the robber. Yeah. You know, when the cops and robbers thing, it wasn't, you know. Um, and that, again, is just his peak performance of he just wanted to be Patrick Swayze. Of course. Every man wants to be Patrick Swayze. Of course. Um, and, you know, well, I, I, well. <laughs> I, I got close. Um, oh, but <laughs> To Patrick Swayze? No, to being Pat, you know, to looking like him. But What it, was that, uh, like last summer? No, it was uh, two summers ago. I remember. I remember there was like a half hour. Remember the surfer like, phase. You fucking look. Remember the surfer phase on three. You nearly, like, you look like the way you, you nearly looked like Patrick Swayze, yeah. and you were like, "Fuck!" But then the next day, it all went fucking uh, again. But on, but that's on, that, that's the that's the flexibility of well, that's the fleeting nature, you know, of you know beauty. It is. Um, but the one thing that's unfortunately, not, I can't get rid of it. It what? stays <laughs> with me. And another thing that stays with you is Point Break. It is. <laughs> it oh is, yeah, Point Break. Yeah, uh, it never. Uh, it doesn't leave. And and it, I I I can't bring myself to watch the remake or the reboot oh, or whatever oh, you want to call Connor it. Connor Keys. I do not want to bring myself to that because this here hasn't dated. But that's the bar thing the internet me. and mobile phones. This film could be last week. No uh, problem. There's nothing like uh, I no don't, fucking like the problem. Robocop thing. You maybe could have understood because of CGI and all that. But this is a, did you say it could have been made last month? No problem. It was just unreal. 
Um, so it also was for us over here, uh, and I was going to say in Tyrone, but in Ireland in general, nobody really understood surfing. Surfing wasn't like a thing. Your here. man, and he's on the water with the thing. And it was you're like, like right. Every cliche was the stoners, Aye. and it was just, you know. And then you hear that guitar song, and you're going, yeah, whatever. Beach Boys playing the background, but then this happens, and you're like. Surfing is lethal, man. Yeah. Before that, surfing. it was cheesy, but now then this whole thing of the spiritual and the oneness with nature and all this sort of wrestling with God and you know, all this. And you're like, holy fuck, this mm-hmm. is mind-blowing. Because like, mm-hmm. it was very philosophical at times. And uh, obviously, Swayze was that spiritual fucking dude anyway in real life. So he fitted well. He talks about um, the dream. And again, it's, it's only whenever you watch a film on a topic you don't know about that you realize, oh, that community... Have got their World Cup, yeah. Or you know, or that community have got their fucking Grammys, or that yeah, community yeah. has got their Oscars. There's something that every community is looking towards doing, and theirs was the perfect sort of, uh, well, a storm. Yeah, yeah. Well, let them. Well, let them, let them describe it. He believes the 50-year storm is coming next year. 50-year storm. What's that? That's kind of a legend. No, it's real. It's absolutely real. Everything moves in cycles. So twice a century, the ocean lets us know just how small we really are. A winter storm comes out of Antarctica, tearing up the Pacific. And it sends a huge swell north 2,000 miles. And when it hits Bells Beach, it'll turn into the biggest surf this planet has ever seen, and I will be there. So will I. They are going to be there in the 50-year storm. So the idea behind this all is, is that these guys are going to try to surf the unsurfable. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time, that was true, that these 50-year storms and all the things that happened in Maui and Bells Beach and all, they were like, they were just suicide missions. Like, mm-hmm. But ever since this, there's been world records set every year. Yeah. They, 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 so they, you can't they tell poked, me this wasn't, yeah, this they, was as influential to existing surfers as it was to people who never surfed. They, they poked uh, a life into... Yeah, something that was, as I said, cliched and said, and like now, if you think of the extreme boarding between surfing, snowboarding, I have fucking three or four, like real close friends who are all big into surfing, mad into surfing, and I wouldn't have fucking had that if I was this age in nineteen (laughs) eighty. No. The, the opportunities weren't there. No. Even though we're an island. I know, and we're an island where people fucking are really, really like they're they're like they're 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 annoyed at us because we have so many good surfing areas. Yeah, and we don't even look at them. And we do look at them. Uh, oh, well, yeah. we do from the bar. Aye. Looking out. Shopping over a pint. Just them uh, waves. We'll hey, ball. <laughs> get them out of fucking crush. One of them waves. Get them waves off that bitch. Hey. And we were looking at it. And that's how we look at it. Yeah. Absolutely. Nobody's safe. No. I remember my ma telling me that I drove, or I unleashed the fucking handbrake mm-hmm. in our car and drove it into the ocean. Good man. When I was like four. Right. Now, at no point... Was I looking out of there going, Lethal House Razor came back? <laughs> the one day, <didn't> <laughs> At no point. But after I seen Boyd Break. There's more chance seeing Bodie O'Neill <laughs> than Bodie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong Bodie. Uh, <laughs> but listen, we have. There was a film we were talking about there. So, Point Break, uh, to the. To it's. it's uh, I suppose the strength of it is yeah. the action we talked about. That's what kept it sort of engaging because there is a, that sort of inevitable love scene, of, you know, or yeah. love story is going to happen. And um, you've got the arc of 
obviously the FBI versus the, the, the yeah, surfers yeah. and all. But the suspected criminals too. They, We've got Anthony Kiedis turning up for no they, fucking reason whatsoever. Right. Yeah. The, the actual bank robberies and the action scenes are fucking amazing. Like amazing. They're adrenaline filled fucking. Amazing. And, and, every, and note perfect when mm-hmm. it comes to like the dialogue is needed. No pissing about. The visual of the four rubber masks of the ex-presidents as he mentioned there Rip Nixon was one of them and all the rest of all of that just it it stuck with me for years because I watched it over and over again because of those scenes. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the 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 making of thing, the, the talk about the, the cast and crew, were like Catherine Bigelow didn't give a shit about the love scenes. No, didn't care. She no. just wanted the action. She wanted. She wanted to get the action now, done. Let, and let's get it. this out of the way very very early on. I totally adore Catherine Bigelow yeah. as a director. Yeah. I think it's fucking impossible that that so anyone assumed that because she was with James Cameron. That yeah, that made her a she, better yeah, she ends it's up, fucking yeah, no. stupid as yeah. fuck. No, I would nearly go as far as say Cameron learned from her in certain things. I would definitely, especially definitely the action. Say that. that if you've seen what happened after ninety one, you're talking true lies. Mm-hmm. There was definitely a lot of take from that. And Ridley Scott, as we said, was on board for this. Mm-hmm. Cameron came on and found the script somehow through a production partner or whatever. He was never going to do it. He was in the middle of prepping for T two, so that was never going to fucking happen. Bigelow and fucking Cameron separated whilst he was filming Terminator 2 and she was filming this. Cameron ended up going with Linda Hamilton. Yes. From Terminator 2. Mm -hmm. Bigelow didn't like this. Oh, I wouldn't imagine so. The film was nowhere near done. She rushed it to make sure it came out nine days before Terminator 2. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. Hell hath no fury, but Oh, sir, he do not f- No fury It hasn't a clue yeah. what, is what it's fighting with and um, Yeah, and especially when you have somebody who is As good, if not better, director than you are I, Because I, did not hiding behind CGA and all the rest Terminator 2 is a masterpiece <laughs> oh, I, I fucking adore it Yeah But being so fucking hateful <laughs> to, no. re- to release That is, that is unreal That's good, like uh, so the, I mean, like I say, the action films and, and she, she, she really, really brought then the, cause that, well, that's out in sexist. That is one of the key things, I think, a difference between a man and a woman. The, the women are so into detail. Well, that's, uh, Gary Busey said something very, very similar where he was like, the, the honor of working with a female director is that she isn't concerned about her penis. Yeah. <laughs> and how big or small it looks yeah. when you're doing these big dick action scenes because yeah. she doesn't need to. Yeah. She just makes it the biggest it can be, but it's smart. Very smart, you can't yeah. like we've already said it, but you can't make a foot chase more exciting than a fucking car chase. No, and she did. And she did, yeah, absolutely. And then you have you know this thing that's going on where you, as you say, that Johnny Utah is then almost sort of halfway through. He's he's going to the dark side in that sense. Yeah. He's starting to see that these guys have maybe they're onto something. Mm-hmm. You know this and the spiritual things taking over, which is again you're hitting so many themes and so many. Um, overarching sort of like subliminal messaging within mm-hmm. that as well it's it's unbelievably done and and, and again it's down to the, the script as well been been very good uh so we also have a few we've uh, we'll play a clip of of one of our one of our favorite actors one of, our, this, one of the best character actors maybe this is my favorite scene in the film because the two guys are sitting parked directly outside the front door of a bank where they're scoping it to see if it's going to be which one are we talking? No, we're talking. No, this is a, a, one of our. But uh, oh shit! Oh yeah. Tom! Oh Tommy! Oh hold on! No, yeah, we, yeah. we have. Sorry, I need to go back. <laughs> That's why I said you're on Busey again. You know, all of a sudden, when we're after a really, really good like 
garden incident. A fight in a garden and a gu- he shoots a lawnmower. Like, why does he shoot a lawnmower? Anyway, you think it's all over and we know it's definitely these guys are the robbers. So the yeah. film's pretty much coming to its end. You're like, this is weird, man. All of a sudden, Tom Sizemore. Now, Tom Sizemore, who's in the middle of the whole scandal with your woman, Heidi oh, Fleiss. Right, Heidi this is yeah. this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he turns up pretty much looking like how he probably looked <laughs> yeah. at that time. <laughs> he didn't need to go into makeup he and wardrobe. Didn't need to, he just turned up like that. He turns up and fucking flips the whole film and it's arse. This is and, Tom. In one this, scene. this is Tom Sizemore. God damn, son of a bitch! Ah, you're cowboys, ah, you're real cowboys, right? Batman and Robin. You know what this is, huh? You know what this is, punk? There's two keys. Uncut. Crystal meth. Oh, shit. Special Agent Utah, I'd like you to meet Agent Dietz. Works for the DEA. He was working deep cover until you... You think decided. I like this hair, man? Oh, you think I like these clothes? My wife wants me to stay at Ramada. I've been working on these fuckers for three months! Three months! Now, I finally got him wanting to play Wheel of Fortune with me so I can find out who the suppliers is, and you fucking cowboys show up. Nice tattoo, Deeds. Oh, you like that, Pappas, huh? Fuck you. Here's a record of your suspect's movements for every day over the last three months. All I want to know, smart guy, okay? All I want to know is how are these guys robbing Tarzana City National Bank on August 2nd when they were in Fort fucking Lauderdale August 2nd? Why don't you figure that out? It's not an easy thing to do, is it, Utah? You fucking jerks. <laughs> That's Tom Sizemore. Just a minute. That's it. That's it. And out. <laughs> the whole film's different now. Now we have to come to the stark realization that Patty S. Mm-hmm. Might be the boy who's robbing these banks. Because mm-hmm. of Thomas Eismore. Yep. Tom. Who, you know, spends it. And uh, I'm, again, <laughs> there was a lot of twitch in the eyes and stuff there. Oh, he's, a chance he, he, this, yeah. That was one shot. Method. Method. Aye, maybe, aye, maybe the way they're putting that. Uh, so, yeah, so that leads us then nicely on to, I mean, uh, Busey. I mean, mm-hmm. where did I. <sighs> It's uh, Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, double headliner, frontal poster, all the rest. 100%. But, and, and we're not doubting any of that. But 100%. Busey had, even let's talk about the personal thing that was going on. So he's just recovered from a, a brain surgery. He had a major motorcycle accident. Yeah. Where, and I've actually wrote this down because I don't want to speak bad about the guy because I love him. Busey was in a serious coma after a motorcycle crash in 1988. And he has been informed he has an impairment. Which he refuses to believe. <laughs> I had to write that last bit down because Gary Busey refuses to believe a doctor's note. Yeah. Even though it's to help him. Yeah. Oh, here's mighty. another. Here's one more. Because 88, that was just a year. I was after Lethal Weapon. What a yeah. you know, big, massive fucking part that they had in that. So um, not only was Gary Busey apparently an exceptional drummer. I, I've, I haven't looked up what he was doing, but... Gary Busey caused delays filming a movie when he refused. He refused to be in a scene set in heaven. <laughs> Claimed it looked nothing like the real heaven. <laughs> <laughs> he had seen heaven. Of course he had. And when another actor said they too had seen heaven, and Busey's description was wrong, he fought him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Gary Busey. Busey, man. Oh, man, what a legend. We and have one more Gary Busey tale, but we'll do it at the end. He, he does... Uh, he plays he plays his role so well. Um, he, he's unforgettable in this film. He's like he he, he is what I suppose in, in the role as the mentor, I suppose, in that sense. Um and this scene actually and I every time I see it, I, all I think about is 
Tarantino has stolen this, like yeah, that scene where Harvey Keitel is sitting talking to in the in the seat, watching the bank. This is pretty much the scene well, the, shortened the, down but extended for Tarantino. I genuinely don't. Right, I started talking about it before because I was thinking about another scene. They're they're sitting directly in front of the bank, mm-hmm. and the one person who isn't watching because he's reading the newspaper is the person who tells the other person to go and get a sandwich. <laughs> Knowing he's not paying attention to what's going on in the bank because he's reading Calvin Hobbes in the newspaper. <laughs> but then, indescribably, not only does he ask for food at half ten in the morning, he asks for two. And two keeps, full fucking sandwiches. And keeps asking for two. And keeps asking for two to make sure he got two. <laughs> we have to play the clip. Just we have to play the clip. It's only 20 seconds. It's time for lunch. Angelo, it's 10.30. <laughs> right around that corner, there is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? <laughs> Come on, partner. Two. Thank you. You talk. Give me two. <laughs> <laughs> like, why does he want to? Just hang out the fucking door window to make sure. Give me two. Uh, yes. <laughs> And, and I, I, I believe we, we well, we, we've seen a clip there of uh, Keanu Reeves talking about it in in recent times. That a lot of people, a lot of people still reference. Yeah, give me two, Utah. Give me two. Uh, so I mean, Busey doing what he does. Um, we're sort of coming to the the. I suppose the the hard decision that we talked about at the very start. Hot Fuzz mentions um, about the rolling the ground shooting in the air and going yeah. ah mm-hmm. and that's ultimately when we get to the, the towards the end where Johnny Utah even though he has sort of went to the dark side um he hasn't fully committed uh, any crimes or anything but mm-hmm. he did let him get away in a sense so he's let uh, Bodhi escape but he knows it's him yeah uh, and You've got that. I suppose we've talked to this before about the the good guy turning bad and the antihero, and you know. But you said it earlier. Who is the bad guy? Who's the good guy? The, yeah. the moral fucking compass here yeah. is all over the show. Because there's times where you're totally against John C. McGinley's fucking FBI guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're yeah. on. You know, yeah. You're, you're, but he's he's only he's trying to, to be do representing the law and order. The and only person who's like, apart from Juicy, like the only person who is steadfast, never changes, is Laurie Patty's character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you're totally like you you believe her a hundred percent. Yeah. But you never know where you stand with anybody else. Well, no, absolutely. And and she, I mean, she is the anchor in that sense of it. Um, but it's that whole that whole sort of relationship that goes on between Swayze and like because Kenny Reeves is to me, he's always just so subtle. Mm. And everything to the point sometimes where he's too fucking laid back, he doesn't do anything. But well, but Swayze managed to he he's always been able to do that. If you think of Roadhouse, and you even to think of the, the and ghost in certain uh, aspects of it, mm. that subtle that he has. Um, I loved it in Donnie Darko, for instance. Like, yep. he just really I was just about to say that, <laughs> yeah. He can, you know, so that skill that he has to go and put the two of them together, but they're coming from two different worlds that FBI thing versus a surfer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still going on to this sort of day. It's like, you know, yeah. man versus the system, you know, sticking it to the man and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bigelow again adds in that dimension of like, fuck, these boys are going to turn out to be buddies. Yeah. <laughs> be, yeah. um, and that shouldn't happen. No. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't say it's definitely not the first film to ever do that, but it was definitely the first in my lifetime where I was like, fucking hell, 
This bad guy's all right. Ah, but you're never like. But you don't actually ever see him as a bad guy. You don't consciously sort of see him as being going. He's only robbing banks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's not. He's not robbing people in the street. No, he's only a fucking bank. Uh, And he's wearing a mask. It's all right. It's grand. (laughs) It's like spitting image. Aye, but (laughs) but not shit. But not shit. (laughs) Reasons for them, sorry, not old. So yes, um, went on to do very well. Um, uh, Global blockbuster in that sense. Um, I think it, it as you say, sort of nine days before T two, it was up against tough competition. But everybody seen both. Yeah, you know there wasn't a, a like oh you only like one or the other. Everybody that I knew had seen Point Break and had seen T two. Oh, I, um, no, it's, it's it's fucking uh, Rolling Stone magazine. I've it written down here. Called it a wet western. <laughs> That's what's like, actually, which yeah. is good. Yeah, it's not a bad way to describe it. Yeah, and all coming from some guy stoned on the beach thinking about uh, you know there's a white lot of robbers surfing. <laughs> you know there's a white lot of as well. Bank robbery. What if there was like a fucking crazy, like ice cream fucking phase? That what if it's lethal? Ice cream and surfing. You're like this film's gonna be shit. <laughs> thank fuck it was bank robbery. It was a big thing. Uh, yeah, thank fuck. Uh, Catherine Bigelow jumped on board. Um, so yes, the the legacy of it then, as we talked about, there was a remake. I don't know well, what the reason was for the remake, because in this one, because I, I like I said before, you can understand if you needed to add something to it because you couldn't do it the first time around. But Catherine Bigelow had, what, three out of the four of of Bodie's gang were actual surfers. Yes. So in that footage, when they're showing them riding waves, Mm -hmm. they are actors who are surfers. Yeah. And... uh, like, so they could they could cut away from Swayze, who was usually falling as whole yeah. after about three seconds, and then go to these guys who were fucking proper 15, 20 seconds fucking riding these waves. Um, so again, they had it all. I just didn't understand the reason, apart from money. Well, I think there's something... There was an interview I read with the guy who directed the remake, and he said something like, with modern technology, we can just let surfing look that wee bit better, and with HD for heart. And I went, to this day... I haven't seen surfing footage that looks better than Point Break. Yeah. So what the fuck are you talking about? You would, you would. The only way to solve it is go to Catherine Bigelow and say, "Can I take your original and I'm going to convert it yeah, to 8K?" Yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, just I'll upscale it. it. Yeah, because that's like, all you have to do. Because there's fuck all else you can no. do that film with. Because yeah. it's, it. I mean, do not get me wrong. This is paper thin script. Like, it oh, doesn't yeah, yeah. need. No, no, doesn't need anything yet. But that paper thin nothing film that mm-hmm. they talk about quotations. It's fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. it's so well done. Everybody in it is the top of their game. It's my favourite Swayze film. Yeah, and nah, I can't beat Roadhouse for me, but it's... Nah, fucking... Nah, man. He chews this shit up. He is, like, he he chews is it up. Um, Don't get me wrong, Roadhouse is the shit. Fucking bomb. Because I was going to say that's the one thing sort of missing... Ripping out throats and all <laughs> The one thing missing what? this film, apart from ripping out the throats, is the, the, the soundtrack, obviously. You know, the, this mm-hmm. one, again, they didn't focus a lot... They could have very easily distracted away with with, with popular, more yeah. memorable songs. And but and they still they remember every song. Absolutely, there's a lot of fucking rat and stuff in this. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Kiedis, I don't Anthony know. Anthony Kiedis turns up just hanging about a beach. Oh, That's what he would have been at, I suppose. Shoots himself in front of his Reebok pumps uh, under the bridge and stuff. And uh, and this is during that time. That's yeah. in '81. Like. That's what I mean. So it's like so. I don't know. It's a weird scenario. Um, but so. Th- if you haven't watched it, please go go back and or sorry, if you haven't watched it in a while, mm. go back and rewatch and just take note of the fact that that looks amazing. It's amazing. Uh, the 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 actual surfing footage is just it's incredible. It it is job breaking at times, and I know they they talked about the torture of recording and filming in water, 
um, and dealing with nature <laughs> because you're up against you oh, know uh, whenever yeah. the thing goes. But it, the delays and the shoot obviously paid off in the film. Oh yeah, you jump in water, you're gonna get wet. Like Got that's it. the fucking way it is. <laughs> it's just I mean, if nobody has learned anything from one of the greatest fucking water disasters of all time, Jaws, then <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't I can't teach you anything. Yeah, between Jaws, uh, between Jaws and then uh, bookmarked with Waterworld, you would have should have figured Somebody's out something. Somebody's got to realize yeah. that water is going to be difficult to deal with like, when you're using digital or electronic equipment. Uh, so after this, then we had uh, the sort of progression. Then Busey, I don't know, went a wee bit. Busey Scoo-wiff. did what Busey wanted to do. Yep, he did what he wanted to do. And nobody... Entourage? Remember he turns up in Entourage? Entourage as well, yeah, and a lot of things. Um, even Tom Sizemore went on, obviously, with, you know, the likes of working with Michael Mann with Heat and stuff like that. Keanu Reeves, well, obviously. Keanu, Keanu just did Keanu. Keanu. Um, But really, I suppose, with the Bill and Ted thing, he kind of had that... Well, you got it speed right after that. I mean, he got he, speed right after, but he, it was great to see the, the flip of he was the kind of surfer bro dude in Bill mm-hmm. and Ted to come in the real straight clean cut uh, FBI man well he does like an impression of of his older self in the film yeah. he's like <laughs> you got a sucker going right into your ear <laughs> close one <laughs> that's but, fucking yeah but this I mean as you say it led to speed yeah and speed being such a massive blockbuster but Catherine Bigelow made the choice yeah and pushed him to be an yeah. action star she went no no him and they were like no 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 should we not get somebody like Johnny Depp and she was like no him yeah um, he's like, why he's like, why not so everything then, when you bring it to the Matrix and you bring it now to John Wick, all that came about from Point Break. Oh, he credits because he Catherine was Bigelow. definitely going like the route of the sort of the Tom Green esque yeah. type thing, where it was going down a bit of a stupid comedy. And I do believe this is the thing that made him. Uh, um, and again, as you say, he, he thanks Catherine Bigelow for no, that. He, yeah. he credits her totally. The obviously Swayze, God rest his soul, um, passed away. To I I can't think of a memorable. Apart from Donnie Darko, after this, no, like like as big as it as was, big as it like, was, yeah, like, yeah. There's no that fucking run is that's yeah. a, you don't get that like no, that's all that two Wong Fu and all that sort of stuff came after this, and it's all you know it's where's this night and where's this night's blocked me on Twitter. That's right, remember because I asked him could he could he change his name to Snazzly Webs. That's right, he will, and then he blocked me. Raging. No, I can't talk to Wesley's name because he's fucked off on me. But I mean, you know. I had a lot of therapy for that, man. You should just set up an account and you have to handle the snazzy wipes. I tried, and then and they wouldn't allow me to. Because <laughs> apparently they know about the aggression between me and Wesley Snap. Blade, like, Blade so. wants to kick the fuck out of Ronnie. And all I did was say, listen, me and Matt McGlynn were drinking the way home from a wedding one night, and Matt McGlynn accidentally said snazzy wipes. And I went, that's the best name I've ever heard in my life. And then I asked Wesley on Twitter, and he blocked me. It's just, it's, it's the first word problems. <sighs> Big row, no show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, so I'll go and, and get a watch. I think it's on, is it on Netflix in the I'm UK? Sure. If you don't I have think. it, fuck, fuck you. Like, you you need should to have, have it. it somewhere, yeah. Um, you need to have it. It's like a, it's totally like watching fucking, just, just put it on the background every day. Yeah, and don't watch the remake. I haven't watched the remake, but don't watch Have you watched it actually? It's a pile of shite. Oh, is it? Okay, good. Beyond, I thought it would beyond be. even like the usual remake pile of shite. Right. It's like, Somebody watched Point Break and went, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this from memory, man. That's not reference anything. And you went, What? No, this is a bad idea. There's gonna be a lot of money lost here. Nah man. I, I, Go for it. I, I always worry about the people that I was gonna say younger people, it don't have to be younger people, but just people who only see the first, like the remake and yeah. go, Well, I'm not watching the original because the remake was shit. 
And you're like, well, no, watch the fucking original. Go and see that. Go yeah, that's, see. that's mind boggling. Uh, Catherine Bigelow, obviously, then, as we mentioned, and you referenced, became the first uh, female director to win uh, the Oscar. Oscar for Best Director. And then, uh, but she's had a load of uh, great shows as well on her, on her resume. Pure fucking filmmaker. Uh, and so, I mean, everything really blew up for everybody on this uh, I in that sense well, well, especially Keanu Reeves and, and Catherine Bigelow yeah um, Busey probably blew something up uh, somewhere yeah. on the way because Busey is Busey well because we we, we, we we mentioned Entourage and Entourage sort of brings it up to about 2010 12 whatever right, something like that. So, but there was a lot of stuff happened between this 91 and 2012 yeah, yeah. yeah. for old Gary we have one more Gary Busey tale right <laughs> and it's in audio form now I'm not I'm not 100% sure what way Tether, just let the audio go and then I describe it or describe it first. Well, I haven't seen this. You so haven't seen this. I'm, I'm seeing this live. Right, so should I describe it first? Describe it. Should, should we just play and then I'll talk to people about what's just happened? You tell me what's best. Gary Busey gets asked to do an interview for a Hunter S. Thompson documentary. <laughs> Fuck, there's, there's a synopsis there. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson and Gary Busey apparently were good friends. Of course they were. Why would they not be? Fuck me. No. We're not exaggerating when we say Gary Busey is a stone-cold lunatic. Like, Crazy. like at the centre of his heart is just a wee monkey banging cymbals, and he is the crazy bastard outside of that monkey. So, Gary Busey is getting interviews for the Hunter S. Thompson documentary, and the interviewer puts the full scene in. And what happens is, Gary Busey's trying to direct his own interview. Right. It's just hip playing, well... That scene, Fear and Loathing, Las Vegas with you as the policeman. How did it play out? Start over. Call my name like you just got here. <laughs> talk to us a little bit about Fear and Loathing. Slow down with your talking. Don't make it an interview. Talk to me like you're personal. Oh. Like you don't interrupt me, you know. Wait. you got to get my attention before you ask me the question. I'm giving you a scenario here. You know, give me something to work with. Don't just shoot questions at me or I can't do it. Here's the deal. I'm sitting here. I'm out here by myself. You come in and you say, Gary, and I turn and look and sit up. And you introduce yourself to me and tell me what you're doing. Oh, Gary. And ask me if it's okay. Oh, Gary. That'll be good. Gary? Hey. I'm here uh, exploring the writer and the personality. What is your name? My name's Tom Thurman. Tom Thurman, nice to meet you. I'm Gary. Gary, nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us, man. You just walked in, huh? Yeah. You got this off a little. What's this for? Just to have two different versions of it. Good idea. Okay. Gary? Yeah. Tom Thurman. Hey, Tom. <laughs> how are you? Fine. How are you, man? I've been great. I've been great. What brings you? What? Did you just walk in? Just walk in. That's the way. The, that's the way I like it. How the fucking wired in the movie? Let's just leave me people and be hospitable. What's going on? I'm, uh... That dog, that dog is barking. That is not my dog. It's an honor (laughs) for me to be here to discuss our top story tonight. Hunter S. Thompson. If you... (laughs) It's called How to Interview Gary Busey. I swear to Jesus. Watch it. What essentially just happened there is Gary Busey. He obviously took about four grams of coke. Yes. The interviewer has landed and he thinks this is a good idea. I'm going, even when they're filming, I'm going to act like a complete and utter psychopath. And I'm going to make it look like I'm directing my own interview for someone else's documentary. 
You can't you can't put fucking oh, value on that. Man. That is on. Well, listen. Even if you don't watch Point Break or you haven't watched Point Break, <laughs> that is two minutes well worth uh, well worth the feeling. I've never seen that before. That, that dog, that dog, dog there that's barking. <laughs> that's not my dog. <laughs> Why is that relevant? What are you talking about? That dog is not my dog. <laughs> He's just walking. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> and they're sitting outside. Like, it's outside. <laughs> On a cliff edge. Look at the ocean. Oh, Did you just man. walk in? It's not my dog. Right? Way on here, guy. Right. Well, I think it's time for us to just walk out. Um, <laughs> because on that note, thank you very much, everybody, for, for tuning in again. We apologize for any delay. If you're listening to this and there's been no delay, well, then what delay are you talking about? Fuck you on, right? Um, but yes, we will try and be as uh, back to normal as much as possible. But when... Um, a few good suggestions have come through, too. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. Send send all suggestions um, and any comments or queries uh, or any reviews or any other stuff. All two at Ronan Muller, yeah. um, or at Best the Best Podcast on getting Instagram. a lot of Korean women at the moment. Nice. A lot of okay. Korean women. I don't right. think they're women. They're, well, maybe they are. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, my, they I, always delete their profile. Like right, I don't know what. Yeah, the, you know us in Korea. Like we're, we're big in Korea. <laughs> we're here. We're I'm big. huge in Korea. Uh, well, I'm big everywhere, but no, no, no. You're not as big as me in Korea. No, I'm not. Or in Ireland. Well. Or because oh, you're six four and I'm so don't you fucking dare! <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, yeah, give us a wee review on. Is it Apple? Does it? No, I think Spotify does them as well. Maybe now. Nah. No, just uh, Apple. I don't even know what that shit is anymore. It I, think, I think I keep getting an email that tells me somebody's done something, and I go, "What did they do?" Partly, what happens is if you have a bit more uh, reviews and stuff, and and. Five stars only. Apparently, the rest of the buttons don't work. Um, uh-huh. the fi- that, mm-hmm. the, that helps you boost up on the uh, just being recommended to people. Yeah, but then we're because gonna, we're going to get fucking people in England and stuff, and they're going to that be is because we're quite niche in that sense. Yeah, um, we don't understand what you're talking about. You're like <laughs> you're from Bangor. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, send out suggestions, and we have had so far. We're a couple of guests lined up. We're going to uh-huh. get that sorted out. Um, we have a um, couple of already pre-chosen shows to come and do. Mm-hmm. But before that, go watch Point Break. Um, dream about being Patrick Swayze. And Gary Busey. And Gary Busey all at the same time. 